Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. So you know, I guess, uh, we'll get right down to it. I'm I'm not a rule follower by nature. (laughs) I don't know if you guys have picked up on that. I'm I'm not a rule follower by from the time I was, I always ask questions. I, is, is there anything wrong with asking the question why, or says who? Those are always two of my those are always two of my favorite questions out throughout my whole life. Why and says who? Why and says who? And uh, it's gotten me in a lot of trouble, but it's also been a great great relief to me. Why says who? Huh? Who told you that? Does ever ask that? Who told? Where'd you hear that? Where'd you hear that? And uh, again, I hearken, I hearken back to uh, teaching his commandments, the doctrines of men, making the word of God of none effect. And to think here we are in 2022, that's, tw- that's 2,000 years past since after the death and re- burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. 2,000 years. And yet here we sit 2,000 years later and still still hearkening back to that old, old book that was actually even written even before that. And the interpretations and Bible commentaries and pastors and seminaries and different perspectives. Because the truth, the truth is, and I don't, I don't mean this in a bad way. I mean this in a very, very good way. If you were to come and sit under, um, if I, let's say I were to start a, a, uni, a, a seminary, a, a university. It would be much different. The education you would get under me would be much different than the education you would get under Joe Silver. Joe Silver would would do an entirely different education. Not that I'm right and he's wrong, but we would be different. Can you imagine sitting in and getting a a seminary degree under Mark Trump? Can you guys guys imagine that? Would you have a different perspective? Amen. Because perspective is everything, friends. It's everything. And, and look, I'm not, I'm not in any way, shape, or form questioning the Bible um, because you guys out there lie about it anyway. Y'all say, oh, the Bible says that I believe it. That settles it. And that's not true. <laughs> that isn't true because the Bible may say that, but that could be taken out of context. And that wasn't really what was meant throughout the whole. Hmm. So for my whole life, my whole life, really, I've been, I've been, I've been why <laughs> says who? <laughs> huh? Why says who? Maybe that's why I have such a hard time with m- mechanical things, because with mechanical things, you don't really have to think. You just connect. This does this, and this does this, and this does this, and this does this. And my mind doesn't work that way. I want to know why that worked. And who says who says that? Right? Still, right now, like like we, uh, you guys, listen. You'll you'll relate to this. My fuel pump's bad in, in our uh, in our Honda Pilot. 
And I called the, called the repair shop, and it's uh, the guy told me he's real honest. He said, listen, uh, Coach, he said, this part used to be about $250, but he says, now it's 1000 I said, what? He said, yeah, it's 1000 bucks now. I said, I, I, he said, I feel guilty even saying it to you, but it's what it is, a pump. I said, well, can't you, can I find one in a junkyard or something? I said, oh, no, you can't find them. But you can't find them at junkyards. They're not good. You shouldn't do that. But he said, maybe you can find an after aftermarket part. And I, he said, I'll be honest with you, I've been looking everywhere for you, trying to find a part. I couldn't, I couldn't, couldn't find a part. So he said, uh, I'll go ahead and order this one. He said, I don't even know if we'll get it because parts are hard to get. thousand bucks for a fuel pump. And praise the Lord, one of our listeners out there, Mike and Evie, Sent me, sent Michelle a text the other day. Said, "Hey, here it is. Here's your fuel pump. Where is it? On eBay. Here it is. Here it is. One hundred and five dollars." <laughs> so I ordered the part. One hundred and five dollars. Does anybody know how to put it in? <laughs> See, I, I, I always, <laughs> I always end up in the same place, right? Because what? One of the things that we have to understand, even in Christianity, you got to know your role. And the one thing that will make you so frustrated is when you get outside your area of expertise, it causes frustration. It does, right? And so that's a battle we fight in Christianity, in my, in my opinion, because all of us grasp a hold of, I would be a different Christian sitting under Mark Trump, I can tell you that. Boy, you want to know something? I'd be a real different Christian sitting under Paul Goslin. Uh-oh. I'd be, I'd be a boy, I'd be a different Christian if I was hearing every day from Myra, right? Y'all with me? And so we, we, we get this narrow view and the answer would be yes. And this, yes, what you're saying, but also this. And that's what I take the most pride in. That's, that's not it, right. That's what, that's what I'm most proud. That's what I most enjoy about this show is yes. And yes. And what if, and we're not afraid to ask questions. And if uh, I'm not patting myself on the back, I don't know about you. Today was 1,779. Isn't that right, Jonathan? Show 1,779. I think it, I think I looked it before I came today. And and I was telling my wife before I came down. Is that, that? What's that? 1,784. 1,784 shows. Golly. And I got to tell you, last couple, daggone. It's almost scary how, how deep the Holy Spirit's taken us. If we'll, let him take, if we'll let him take us there. If we'll let go of all these preconceived yeah. notions and ideas we have. If we, let, if we let him take us there. How deep. I'm sorry. How, how deep. How deep our faith really is. All encompassing. And unfortunately, most of you, most of us, have lived in a Christian box. You know what I'm talking about? I got to be careful because if I do this, they'll say, I'm, oh, see, he's a Luciferian. So somebody will snap that picture and say, see, there he is. So it's a box, a box. We live inside a Christian box. And the good thing, if you're in here at any length of time, you're not afraid to stick your head out. Whack-a-mole. I don't, I don't necessarily believe that. Boom, boom. That's what we try to do, do here. We're going to take communion, so go ahead and get a communion. I'm going to let my replace. But I want to plant this thought in before we move. i got some good stuff today. I always do. Oh, by the way, guys, you, you got to be encouraged. You, I did not receive one negative email yesterday about homo nauseous. In fact, my email blew up. 
ooh, ooh, amen, 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 amen. America is awakening, and America is sick and tired of it, folks. I can I just just tell you. Normally, yeah. the homos flood me. Call me all kinds of names. Talk about, oh, you're secretly a homo. And, and then, you ever, did you ever suck a big one? I, I get all that, kind, right? I mean, it, it's unbelievable. This one was email after email after email after email of amens. I've never seen anything like it. And to remember that I wrote that in 2007, so that's 14 years ago. And now you can see exactly the, the, the trajectory of where we're going. And we've kind of reached a point where people are saying, that's, that, I've had enough of it. I'm, look, I got some great stuff to share with you, okay? So I want you to think, ponder this one too. Because I spoke to a friend yesterday, and I won't say who it is. It doesn't matter. I haven't forgot you, Meyer. I haven't forgot you, Joe. Who, uh, whose wife died recently. I don't know how long. I don't know how long ago it was. Six months, a year ago. And in the course of the conversation, he told me he's having really, really having family problems. So we mean family problems. He says, he said, well, I've, I've got a new girlfriend. And my family, some of them are rejecting me. He said, my wife's dead. I love my wife. Till death do us part. But she's dead. And I want to live in victory. I don't want to live in mourning. I wish my wife was still here. But she isn't. Is it wrong for me to move on with my life? I, I would be married to my wife forever. I loved her more than anything ever. But when your car breaks, you get a new car, don't you? And I thought that was really, really interesting because I've no other, probably some of you out there understand that, that whole idea. But if your spouse dies, when is it okay to start dating? When is it okay? I told, I told Michelle, she can, if I die, she can start dating right away. She's just not allowed to have sex. Not ever allowed to have sex again. But other than that, she's, she, she can date. She wants a boyfriend guy to take care of her. That's okay. I don't know where that came from, but I think that's I think that's really really an issue. Probably some of you have gone through it. That your kids reject your new spouse. That's not mom. It's it's really pretty amazing, isn't it? Myra, pray us in. Joe, take us through some communion. Got some good stuff for you today. Yes, Coach. Um, the Holy Spirit took me in entirely different direction today. Um, how do you know that? Compared to yesterday. How do you know what direction I'm going? I don't know. I'm just okay. reading what the Bible, uh, what the Holy Spirit led me to read. That doesn't mean he took you in a different direction then. That is true. <laughs> that is true. That is true. So the it is written, and it's going to be the reading from Deuteronomy 32. 21 through 24. <clears throat> John says, I hate that word, Deuteronomy. How the heck you spell that? There you go. <laughs> 32. 21 through what, Myra? 24. 21 through 24. All right, go ahead. There you go. Yes, coach. It is written. They have moved me to jealousy with that which is not God. They have provoked me to anger with their vanities. And I will move them to jealousy with those which are not a people. I will provoke them to anger with a foolish nation. 
for a fire is kindled in my anger. Whoa, he's stoking his anger. I don't, I thought God was love. Go ahead. And shall burn unto the lowest hell and shall consume the earth with her increase and set on fire the foundations of the mountains. Boy, that sounds like a, that sounds like a wildfire, doesn't it? Yes. I will keep mischiefs upon them. I will spend mine arrows upon them. Wow. They shall be burnt with hunger mm. and devoured with burning heat and bitter destruction. I will also send the teeth of the beast upon them with the poison of serpents of the dust. Dude, don't get me gone. Holy Spirit. <laughs> Holy Spirit, you're welcome to coach Dave Haddle, and we open our hearts to you. I unleash resurrection power, love, joy, and grace on you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Hey, did you ask questions as she read that? Did you ask questions? Hmm. Hmm. Go back to 23. I will, hmm, for a fire is kindled in mine anger, I will heap mischief. Boy, that doesn't seem like God, does it? That's why the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's just the beginning of it. When you lose the fear of the Lord, you're treading in some dangerous territory, folks. Love of God's great and merciful. That's one boy you had, huh? I'm going to tell you, that's one boy you don't want to mess with. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, thank you, Coach, and good morning, everybody. Um, what I've picked out to uh, to start before communion is a little bit different, but it seems appropriate either for the days that most believe that we're in or that some believe that the enemy is trying to move us into earlier than should was planned. Either way... Uh, uh, we're going to start out with Acts 2, 17 to 21. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> and it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. So it must not be the last days yet, Joe. It must not be the last days yet, because I don't see that going on. Go ahead. Well, I've seen some of that where I am, and I've okay. dreamt some dreams. I wouldn't call myself old, just experienced. <laughs> I got you. I got you. And on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they Thank shall prophesy. Amen. I have seen that even in my church here. And I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. Mm. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and notable day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whoever shall call upon call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Joke, I, I, you know me, i got to ask this question. Slide back down there real quick, quickly. <clears throat> and uh, 
The sun shall be turned into darkness, the moon into the blood, before the great noble day of the Lord come. So is this before the rapture? Just throwing that out there. I'll show wonders in heaven above, signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor. I thought, I thought we were raptured out of there. Hmm. Go ahead, Joe. Well, no, that's, that was 1721. So we're, we're through my reading. But now I'd like to go to 1 Corinthians um, 1. Uh, to, uh, first, oh, 1 Corinthians 11, to, uh, 23 to 26. And we'll start with a prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for bringing us together again with the uh, amazing technologies that we have today. These technologies that can deceive us and trick us and sneak us, uh, and but also that can allow us to meet where it would not have been possible before. and allow us to become brothers and sisters and friends and help each other where we could not have done so before. So we thank you that we were able to do this today. And Lord, if there's any that are listening to us now that have bad intentions, let their hearts be moved by you, by the Holy Spirit. And let them come and join us freely as, as brothers and sisters, no longer as spies. And Heavenly Father, we, we, we're so grateful that we have a God who gave his only begotten son that we may not perish. And we are so grateful that you restored the things that were lost in the garden. And we ask you to forgive our sins and our transgressions and bring us cleanse into your sight. And please bless this, bless this bread and this drink or wine representing your body and your blood that you shed for us. And help us to always remember this you and when we do this. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. So the, that the Lord Jesus on the same night which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After the same manner, he also took the cup when he had supped, saying, this is this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen. 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 Hey, Amen. Uh, thank you, Joe. Thank you, thank you Joe. Hey, Spencer, uh, what's your name? Uh, Jonathan, pull up for me real quickly. Um, let me see what it says there. White lesbian. Pull that up there. Just just curious. Uh, just kind of a jumping off uh, spot. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. Let me, I forgot all about that. Johnny Burkeen lost his van. You guys know that, don't you? I'm not asking you for any money or anything for him. I just want you to know that he did. And uh, uh, real quick, uh, rainstorm, rain came through Hurricane, tornado, not a hurricane, tornado, whatever, and it fell and crushed his his truth truck. It had three hundred thousand miles on it. Johnny said it was the only <laughs> the only vehicle really that he had that, that ran. So, 
just uh, keep keep John in your that faithful warrior man, that faithful warrior John Burkey. Keep him in keep him in your prayers. Those um, stuff. What's that button? I don't even know what you just said. Oh, that's what oh I got. That's what comes up with a white lesbian link. Oh, geez. So we can't show that. Oh, okay. Coach got to scramble here. So Johnny, we're praying for you, man. As I said to him, if there's anything we can do to help you, we'll be glad to help you. Hey, okay, so here's the good news. Here's the good news. There's a war going on. I just switched gear. I wanted you to white watch that white lesbian thing. I don't know why you can't. It's it's comical. I wanted to start off on a kind of a laugh here this morning. Let me see. Why does that not come up for me? I'm not going to my own computer. Bear with me a second. Huh. Microsoft sign in. What the heck? God. Oh, well, anyway, it was good. It was good. <clears throat> hey, look. <clears throat> There's a real, real big collision coming down the path. I want you to hear it here first. By, by the way, um, well, man, my mind's going a thousand directions. Lord, call me down here. <clears throat> Folks, there's a battle brewing right in front of us, and most of us don't see it, and I believe it's a good thing, and I believe that I, I love it when the enemy fights with each other. Here is the battle that's brewing. By the way, John, if you could, pull up Greg Hunter, Greg Hunter, USA Watchdog. I don't know if you could put this. In fact, I want you to put this in the chat because I want all of you to take take some time to watch this. This is absolutely, this is really, really good. Remember, I always come here with the same perspective. We are winning. We are winning. In fact, we're going to win right now. We're going to see it. We're winning right now. And uh, I'm not going to jump on the whole, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Elon Musk thing. But again, Elon Musk is doing what the church ought to be doing. His motives, we don't know what his motives are. I I mean, I don't don't get it. But there's a lot of exposing going on. So here's the battle that's going on behind the scenes. Which think about this. Kings of this earth, right? Different rulers, different, different, you get it. Education, media, entertainment, government, medicine. A lot of a lot of battles taking place. And one of the battles taking place is this. And this is what they talk about in, in this. The life insurance companies are on a terror. You know why they're on a tear? Does anybody out there know why the life insurance companies are on a tear as they're watching their empire implode? Well, the life insurance companies realize a lot of people are dying that shouldn't be dying. A lot of young people. They go to all the statistics and all their charts and they see deaths, especially young. See, when young people die, they go broke. Because they're betting you're going to live. And they're betting you're going to pay into your life insurance policy for 30 years and never take anything out of it. So they're counting on young people living, right? Well, what's happening? Young people are dying. So the guys behind the scenes in the life insurance industry, they're getting together. And what are they saying? It must be those damn vaccines. Those damn vaccines must be killing people, the life insurance guys are saying. Because why? They're coming at it from their own perspective. They see. 
And so they're in the huddle and they're in the meeting and they say, yeah, but we can't say anything about it because the pharmaceutical companies, they're the ones that are causing it. And so we're about to see a tremendous clash between the life insurance industry and the pharmaceutical industry as the life insurance industry is going to begin to file suit against the pharmacy. You guys see that coming? Do you see that coming? No? Huh? The life insurance company, they're all they're all on the same page till money starts coming out of their pocket. And when money starts coming out of their pocket, they, they had enough of this crap. And they're going to say, listen, we're paying all these life insurance policies because you guys have poisoned them. Oh, God is God is miraculous, isn't it? That's why you want to that's why you want to listen to this, because this is what's happening behind the scenes. In fact, folks, listen, the Lord is tearing down kingdoms. He's tearing down kingdoms. We can't see it. Remember this. The Bible says all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And could it be if we don't get raptured out of here that this entire uh, uh, pharmaceutical system, medical system is coming down and a new one's going to arise. A new one is going to arise. Now, that doesn't fit into your theology if we think we're at the end and we're about to be out of here. Well, I guess it could somewhat. We are beginning to see the enemy turn on themselves. That's, what, that's, what, that's what's happening. As, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing, right? We see these guys dying suddenly and Coach Leach dying suddenly. At some point, when this begins to impact people and they realize exactly what happened, do you have any idea how ticked off they're going to be? Oh no no no! There's a there's a lot there's a lot of good things going on. A lot of good things. Now listen. Here's the other thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna open it up here uh, in a second. Here here's a here's another thing that's important for us to understand exactly what's going on behind the scenes. There is a lawsuit out there currently that is well. I'm, I'm gonna try to explain it real quickly because we're gonna deal with it here through the Liberty Action Network and some other things. Pull up if you can. Uh, uh, which one would it be? The overview. Pull up overview. It's called the Brunson case. It's a Brunson case. Now, I'm not going to go into depth. I'm not going to go into depth of it right now. Okay. I'll put this in the chat and you can read up on it. The Brunson case was a case filed by two guys who are not lawyers, two guys who have filed a lawsuit against the government, believe it or not, for uh, dereliction of duty. Basically, the, in a nutshell, in the 2000 election, the our government, they all take an oath. Every elected official takes an oath that says what? They're going to defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And these guys have done a lot of research, and they found out that 385 members of Congress who voted not to investigate the election were in dereliction of their duty. They required by law to take a 10-day hiatus, cooling off period, to make sure that before that election was verified, they had a constitutional obligation to do a proper investigation. They didn't do it. The Brunson brothers, this is just an overview, the Brunson brothers filed a a lawsuit against the government before the U.S. Supreme Court. The the, uh, government, whoever that would be, were required by law to respond to the lawsuit 
And if they didn't respond to the lawsuit, that meant they really didn't have anything to say. So it laid before the Supreme Court for about 10 days or 12 days, whatever it was, no response from Congress, and boom, because there was no response from Congress, the case is therefore considered valid and is right now being considered by the U.S. Supreme Court. Boom. Now, now listen. Now, as crazy as this sounds, all right, as crazy as this sounds, I'm, I'm trying to give you a brief overview. We're going to deal with this more on, on Monday, but I just want you to be aware of it, okay? The overreaching, here's the impact. 385 members of Congress failed to do their duty. It's violation of their oath, legally a violation of their oath. The Supreme Court is going to consider if this is going to go forward. Say, oh, well, they're not going to do that. Well, so look, here's what's going on. Pull up the picture, says Surge, if you could there, uh, Jonathan. Surge is, uh, Surge is way ahead of it. And this is what we're all going to do. I'm just giving you an overview. <clears throat> here's what they're doing. Copies of letters. We'll make all this stuff available for you on Monday. But they have to have it by January 8th, 12th, something like that. I can't remember. We're going to send letters. You guys are. You guys are going to send letters. Surge is way ahead of the game here. They've, 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 they've told us what to say. They set them up. And they, we're going to send a letter to the Supreme Court of the United States demanding they look at this case. And then we're going to send a dollar to the guys who filed it because it cost them hundreds of thousands of dollars for the legal work. But here's the, here's the important thing. Here's the good thing, see. We don't know how many letters the U.S. Supreme Court's going to get. They're never going to tell us. But if we send a letter to the Brunson brothers and to the U.S. Supreme Court, the Brunson brothers are going to say, hey, we got 1.8 million letters. We got 1.8 million letters. So we'll have a trail as to who appealed to the court. And here's another good thing. It's a paper trail, right, Benny? A paper trail. And they ask you then to put a dollar, just a dollar, into the letter to the Brunson brothers and mail it to them as a record, a paper trail, plus a dollar to help to help with their, their case. And I saw yesterday they are already over a million letters to the Brunson brothers. Already. Folks, this is really catching fire. Boom. And so if if the courts would do their job, which we don't know, we, we right? Pray that they'll do their job. That means those 385 members of Congress are immediately stripped of their uh, of their authority. Gone. Out the door. Out the window. Now, say, Coach, this is – come on, Coach. Well, we're going to talk more about it Monday. But if you would, uh, uh, Jonathan, put in uh, the, the um, chat, put in the uh, overview so people will understand. Get, Google it on your own so you understand exactly what we're talking about. This is – is real. This is real. Now, will the will the Supreme Court have the Gahonies to follow through and do it? Clarence Thomas, I bet will. It only takes four of them. It only takes four of them to hear the case. This goes back to trying to get the the elections fair. Okay. Now, I I probably got you all confused and lost and everything. We're going to deal with this on Monday. So we're going to show you the two letters put into two envelopes and a dollar in one of the envelopes and send them off. And that way we'll know how many people actually sent a letter to the U.S. Supreme Court. There are a lot of big groups that are, that are getting behind us, making this happen. Okay, I'll shut up for a minute. Vinny, go ahead. Jack, Mike, I got more stuff, but I just opened a can of worms there that maybe you didn't know about. Go ahead, Vinny. 
Okay, this is very simple. Dereliction of duty. When you take the oath of office, it's not like you apply for a job doing the fries at McDonald's. You don't just get to call in, oh, I got a headache. Yeah, I'm sorry, I left the fries. No, yeah, you didn't do your job. So not only do you, did, did you, you, you actually should pay all the money back that, that you were paid since you didn't even actually do the job you were paid, you, you screwed everything up. We have, you know, this is a functioning body. That means everything needs to work. Vinny, they were constitutionally required Amen. to take, take 10 days to hear the, hear the complaint. They were Simple. constitutionally required to do it. Right. That's it. Boom. And they refused to do it. They refused to do it. Right? So, therefore, it's dereliction of duty, violation of their oath. Maybe even, some analysts say, maybe even treason. Maybe even treason. Jack, come on in. It's, it's a breach of fiduciary oh. responsibility. And now that that the lawyers were involved, if one of those um, legislators that didn't violate their oath would file a simple article of impeachment against the ones that did, it would be over right then. But they won't do that, and that's where we, we don't know our process. That's right. Well, at least we're moving in the right direction on this. And Mike McKee, come on in, Mike. Coach, if I'm not mistaken... Only four of the justices have to to look at this to see if it's enough there to four. send it to the whole body. It takes five to win, four to listen to it. What's that? Right. It takes five to win, five to four, but it only takes four to hear the case. It only takes yeah. four. So if we could get if we could get it to hear the case, what a that in itself would be a victory, wouldn't it, folks? It's their election of duty. Don Voss, come on in, Don. Coach, this is going forward as pro se, too, so without the bar. That's right. Oh, great point. This is being done by non-bar attorneys. This is really the opposite. This is is fabulous. Now, I don't want to drop names. I've talked to some very influential people who say this ain't a joke. (laughs) This is not a joke. This is not a joke. Randy. Yeah, Coach, I was going to say what Don said, but I want to say, in my opinion, Coach, I believe if this happens, and I believe it will, because I think it's a good timing and it's a God thing, uh, this, is, this will set a new precedent going forward. This, this is all about using the Constitution for what it was intended to do, getting back to that. And if this happens, Coach, this will start a trend that will that will make people really start studying the Constitution again. We'll see a rebirth of it. And but I, I think it's critical, like Don said, it's critical that it's a non-bar case because it's like this is how we're gonna from the, in the future. This is how we're gonna have to be. We're gonna have to take people who are not under the jurisdiction of the Babylon and try to beat Babylon. And, Folks, and that's it, what's that's why I think this precedent is so critical, and I think it's God's timing, Coach. I there's a, there's, gonna there's an, I'm going to show you here in a second. There's an awakening going on before we – greater than we even understand, friends. Greater than we even understand there's an awakening. Joe Allen, go. And Coach Juan of Saban does a very good explanation how to do everything. I, I was going to show Just that video. Uh, maybe I can dig that up and get it into the chat. Juan's one of the guys who's really, really pushing it. Folks, they already have over a million letters to the Brunson's. They're, they're already, they're, this, thing's, this thing's moving, man. This thing is, 
this thing's moving. So it's going to cost you 255 cent stamps and a dollar bill. 255 cent stamps and a dollar bill. Mike, go ahead. Mike, your hand's still up. Did you want to say something? Coach, uh, when I was in the military, I was in uh, twice, and I was a law enforcement officer. The same oath they have to take, we took. This is defend the Constitution against enemies foreign and domestic. Foreign and, and domestic. Yeah. They're supposed to defend the Constitution, and they clearly have violated it. They, they are required by law to have a 10-day review of the election. Required by law. And they, they didn't do it. They violated they violate it. Um, is there a letter? Um, I'm sorry? Is there a letter available to uh, pay, copy and paste? Yes. Yeah. That's what we're going to do on Monday. Okay, we're going to have all this laid out for you on Monday. It's going to be an easy click and point and click. Yes, yes. And remember, yeah. folks, listen, listen to this. Now, when you do this with your letter, they're not going to read it, okay? They're just going to count it. They're just going to count it. So all you got to do is sign it and send it because they're not going to read it. We're not going to influence them by some flowery language you put in there, all right? Some some wonk over in the mail rooms counting up how many came in. All right. We're not going to be influenced by what they said, but yes, we'll have that available. Uh, we'll have that available on Monday. Cool. Julie. Um, will we be able to share that letter so we can get other people to send yes, it? It'll be, we're going to get it all put up on the Liberty Action Network. And I'll send out, I'm going to talk to Mal and Craig and others that are working on it. Yes, that will be available. Okay. We'll show you a couple of videos. First of all, uh, how to steal an elections real quick. Two and a half minutes. <clears throat> this will show us exactly what's happened here. <clears throat> Again, put all these things that I've given you, put them in the in the in the chat so people can see them. All right. How to steal an election. This is two minutes and twenty seconds. Go ahead. Start with a virus, imported into America. Talk about it nonstop. Call some governors. Nod them, nod them. That's who guys. Put patients into nursing homes. Tell thousands. Blame the president. Keep blaming. Blame some more. Lock down small business. Kill the economy. Push mail-in voting. Stoke a race war. Call for riots. Pick a candidate. No, not her. Yeah, that's more like it. Lock him in his basement. Shield him from the press. Don't cover this. Don't cover this. Don't cover this. Keep doing that. Ignore the economic recovery. Downplay the world peace. Pump the pause. Pump. Pump. Don't stop pumping. Install your software in swing states. That was fast. Take control of polling stations. Call off the election when you're losing. Kick everyone out. Pull out all the extra ballots. Get the software to do its thing. Get the media to say it's over. Call the big tech guys. Ban anyone who notices. Act like the whole thing never happened. Stealing the most powerful republic in the world. It's that easy. <laughs> Keep going. President, for your call to action when which has empowered companies like MyPillow to help our nation win this invisible war. Now I wrote something off the cuff, if I can read this. <laughs> God gave us grace on November 8, 2016, 
to change the course we were on. God had been taken out of our schools and lives. A nation had turned his back on God. And I encourage you to use this time at home to get to home to get back in the word, read our Bibles, and spend time with our families. Our president gave us so much hope where just a few short months ago, we had the best economy, the lowest unemployment, and wages going up. It was amazing. With our great president, vice president, and this administration, and all the great people in this country praying daily, we will get through this and get back to a place that's stronger and safer than ever. Amen, Mike. Amen. You know, it's amazing. You know, it's, yeah, cancel. Cancel. Yeah, can't. That's that's the fight we're fighting against, right? You know how close we're flying to the, how close we're flying to the flame. I was with that guy last weekend. He knows the president of the United States. Now, I'm not in any way, shape, or form making myself look important. I, mean. I know Mike Lindell, but uh, I was talking to Mike Lindell last weekend. <laughs> he talks to the president. Folks, the connections the Lord makes, man, I'm telling I'm telling. Another one, okay, American military. Here's a good one for you. Here's a good one for you. The American military. As, oh, hang on. Hang on. Before you play this, I want you to understand, we have the Russian, I'm sorry, not the Russian, who is it? Chinese military on the right and the American military on the left. Go ahead, John. I live how I get it. I live how I get it. I live how I get it. He's a recruiter. Never lie. honest. Integrity. Caring. Compassionate. Army. Values. He lives in. Gua. He's a recruiter. in the This ought to make, uh, this ought to infuriate every one of you who served our nation and those whose fathers died for this nation to see the mockery that they've made the American military. Amen, coach. We don't care. We don't, we don't care, right? That, 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 I I mean, I, I didn't serve, but I know this, this wasn't what it was all about. This stuff is real. Did you guys see? I could I could have brought it up here. The Coach. dog masks, 
there's a group there's a group now in the military that are wearing puppy masks because you know what they do to each other right huh they're proud of it there was a day that if you were a homosexual you weren't permitted in the military now they proudly put them out front and use it as a recruiting tool when we're going to push back come on in rich yeah, after watching that video, I'd say all you veterans, <clears throat> if you uh, don't have a, a weapon, you need to buy one because we're going to need to defend our country again. Those guys are going to do it. Yep. Yep. No. yep. Um, pull up Schlick. We are awakening. Pull that up. We're awakening. I, I want to. Uh, this may not sound like an encouraging show, but I want to. I want to make it an encouraging show for you. This guy here, Kurt Schlichter. You guys maybe have never heard of Kurt Schlichter. Doesn't matter. He is about as mainstream as a conservative writer as you'll find. And we know this, that most mainstream conservative writers really couldn't give a hoot about moral issues. Not really. They, they sort of talk about them, but they, 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 really, they really don't. And I thought this was pretty ironic that on the day that my commentary from 15 years ago posted in News With Views, Kurt Schlister Post at townhall.com. The same, let me just read, just let me read a little bit of it. Hey, I'm here today to encourage you. We're awakening, friends. We are beginning to awaken. Huh? Can you imagine this guy? The, the Can you imagine the pushback he's getting from the, oh my goodness. Somehow we got to the point where we're expected to just nod politely when freaks, strangers, and perverts turn up in positions of great responsibility. Hey, that's enough right there. I can't believe that this guy would have the courage to say this. Well, that needs to change. Whether it's some non-binary bondage mutant who oversees America's nuclear waste betwixt bouts of luggage larceny or an army colonel who, who, and yeah, this happened, masks up as a leather sex puppy in uniform on social media and who, along with junior officers, are dressed as Carnal canines forms what I guess would be an erotic litter. And then there's this everyday parade of creepy groomer oddities teaching our kids, actually indoctrinating them who are so proud of it that they go post videos of themselves bragging about the gender confusion and woke nonsense they spread. Time to stop accepting the idea that we need to pretend weirdos are not weird. I'm just going to stop right there. I'll let you read the rest of it. You you guys understand the significance of this? You understand this? See, these guys here, this guy here isn't supposed to be talking like that. He's not supposed to be talking about that. He's supposed to be talking about conservative policies and spending. And are you with me? You you guys with me? He says, you know, this whole live, this whole live and let live thing has outlived its usefulness. Same day that I I published it, same thing. We're on the same page, right? Not least of all because the concept never applies to us normal people who like family and church and not dressing up as only fans lassie. There's a big difference between sending the cops to break down the door of of Colonel Collicoupler's kennel to rouse the secret sex pact and refusing to let a grown man who thinks it's cool to dress up as a bondage beagle and have sex with similarly costumed people lead American soldiers. These are bad things, and people should not do them. You should not assume some non-existent sex and rip-off baggage or pump bump paws with other people dressed up in Doberman drag 
or come into a classroom with green hair. How about this? He says teachers shouldn't be coming into classrooms with green hair, a bolt through their nose, and a desire to invent new pronouns so you can turn your kids into baffled basket cases. Folks, this is mainstream conservatism. These things are not okay. And we have no moral obligation to give those who do them jobs of great responsibility. In fact, through all of human history, until like five years ago, mankind understood that crazy people should not be empowered. We got along fine without the contributions of dudes with mustaches dressed like Lola Falana swiping Samsonites off the baggage claim convoy belts at every airport from LAX to DCA. It's not hard. Say it with me. You are a weirdo. And being a weirdo disqualifies you from any kind of serious job. Dudes! Amen. Uh, Amen. It's gone mainstream. It's gone mainstream. Town hall. Town hall. This is like the uppity Carl Rove kind of guys. What? Huh? This is because weirdos come with a lot of baggage. If you don't mind the expression, that makes it very likely that they will perform their jobs poorly. Look at the nuclear waste of space. Who's surprised that this bizarre person has bolos out across the globe for nicking women's check-ins? Do you look at this dude and think, oh, here's the kind of cool, steady hand I want guarding our plutonium? Yeah, we just got fired. Will this cause a rethink? Of course not. This guy's a nut. Except we're told we can't say that. Because, well, it'll make the nuts feel bad. But they're nuts. Whether we say it or not. You get that? Folks, do you hear it? They're nuts whether we say it or not. They're nuts. Boom. Boom. And the best thing that can be said about Colonel Milkbone is that at least his aviation branch and not infantry. This bird dog colonel does not have the dignity to be ashamed of his icky perversion. He's loud and proud about loving to dress up as a leather Labrador and have bondage sex with similarly inclined fetishes. He should be ashamed and seeking treatment. But he was all over social media. And I'm not going to link it because it's gross, and I find it amusing to make you have to Google search for Army Colonel Sex Puppy Bondage Guy. And let me suggest that you don't, at least not around But this is perversion. This perversion is more than a massive personal failing on his part. It's even more than a disgrace to an officer corps, no surprise, has failed to unequivocally win a major war in these three. We haven't won a war. Word on Twitter is that this guy's troops knew about it. He was apparently a commander wearing a puppy mask, having anal sex with other. The lives of our sacred young men and women are in the paws of a deviant. There's that word. Can you believe it? who unironically uses the hashtag pup play and do not search that term either. Of course, the troops always knew it. They knew it. They knew it. They knew all about going down, keep scrolling. Huh? They knew it. They knew this is going on. And then there are the school weirdos. Huh? Instead of teaching kids, these people get teachers gigs to live out their own personal psychodrama with their kids as their audience. In the not too distant past, if you showed up to an interview looking like a technicolor mutant, you wouldn't get past the front door. 
Today they get hired. They start a YouTube channel. You know what they call people today who object to the unhinged radicals instructing our kids that they can switch their genders and keep it on the down low for mom and dad? They call them terrorists. Those of us who complain, we're terrorists. There is a solution, though. It's to reject false tolerance. The kind that is not about letting people alone to live their private lives, but about forcing their intolerable strangeness upon the rest of us. We tried what they called tolerance, and they started grooming our kids and unleashing kooks to command our troops. It's high time we no longer tolerate nuts. You got, hey, folks, this is Mr. Mainstream here. Amen. I'm telling you. Huh? Boom. No, if you are a nut, you do not get a position Boom. of responsibility. Too bad. You don't get an important job because you are crazy. And craziness does not stop when you leave your house or your dog house, as it were. Let's reach far back to yesteryear, like 2017, when it was understood that insanity is disqualifying. You can't be in the military if you want to do butt sex with one another. No! Boom. You're nuts. You're sick. So we're supposed to sit back silently and accept all this, even though every one of us, including the lunatics advocates, know these folks are nuts. There's a huge social pressure to pretend that this is all A-OK, but it's not. Remember the emperor's new clothes and how everyone was pretending the sovereign looked just fine? Well, now sartorially challenged sovereign is wearing a gorgy costume, and the rest of us need to stand up and say, bad dog. We will know we are back to serious culture when we have serious standards again. Can be an Instagram icon for gender confusion and safeguard our radioactive debris. You can't be trusted elite soldiers if you publicly pretend to be a sex puppy. You can't teach our kids unless you dress and act like a serious adult instead of some furious, someone furious with her daddy. Oh, that's good. It's time for us to get serious about not tolerating weirdness. It goes on, man. Huh? Vanilla people of the world unite. You have nothing to lose but some freaks chains. Folks, mainstream conservatism. Boom. Joe Allen, come on. This coach shows you here in the last couple minutes. Just picture this. There are men and women that have suffered or maimed eternal problems, body problems, because of the wars we've fought, police actions, picture this. There's 22 people per day, military personnel, killing themselves because of this that's going on in our service. Why did we fight? What did we fight for? Joe, it should, Joe, listen, I'm, 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 I, get, I get what you say. It shouldn't even matter. These are not standards that the military should. I don't care if nobody's killing themselves. These are not the standards that we should be upholding, period. And it's time we stood up and said so. Clay. Amen. Well, the true American patriot badasses who love our country and want to protect our Constitution are getting run out of the military. 
Yep. And they're looking for a place to go. And one of those places that they go to is the Oath Keepers. And that's why there's a big attack on the Oath Keepers. Being connecting dots. No wonder they hate the Oath Keepers, right? That's right. So we got to support the Oath Keepers. And if, if anybody, not just military, but anybody that has taken an oath in law enforcement in this country needs to be joining the Oath Keepers. Silver, come on in. Coach, uh, an amazing thing, you know, is is brewing on the left side because of this article, probably. Well, that's discriminatory. Yeah, you damn right it is. That's right. That's a that's a good. Hey, by the way, Jonathan, go to Webster's real quick. What does it mean to discriminate? Go ahead, pull it up there. So for our slow learners out there, or those who are sitting under a sissy pastor, what does it mean to discriminate? <clears throat> Well, coach, not, they should just be in the not the military. Also, what about your elected officials? What about your schools? What about your elected officials? That, that's where I was going with it next. All these, all these, all these positions of influence. Amen. Hey, coach. To discriminate is to make it uh, make a difference or distinctions. <laughs> to discriminate. That's good. That's bad. By the way, we're required to discriminate. You do it every daggone day. Jack, quickly, then Paul. Okay, real quick, why don't we just make it a point to call out every lie? Nope, that's a lie. Nope, that's a lie. You don't have to go into the details. You don't have to give them the law. You don't have to give them anything. Nope, that's a lie. Nope, nope, that's a lie. You're lying to my children. You're lying to my neighbor. You're lying to my child. No, you're a liar. Jack, they hide behind it with tolerance. See, for us to point out you are a dumbass is not politically correct. You're not allowed to say that. We have to start saying it again. I'm sorry I used the word ass for those of you who are more worried about language than you are what's going on in our country. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Paul. You know, when I was in the military, it was a security threat, homosexuality, for obvious reasons. This is all by design, Coach. Yep, it is. Hey, listen, I'm going to tell you something. Women should have desk jobs in the military. Sorry, sorry. I'm, look, look, not that women can't fight. My daughter, my two daughters are tough as nails. Two, but I'd rather have their husbands in the foxhole with me rather than men. When we made the military about benefits of being in the military, you know, the GI Bill and you get your medical. And when we made it about benefits, well, why wouldn't you go in the military, man? You got benefits the rest of your life. Well, the Bible says that you're supposed to lay down your life. I want a man laying down his life, not a woman. Now, if that sounds sexist, I don't care. I'll wear it proudly. Brett, come in. Yeah, progression. I don't know if you can tie this together or not, but I retired in 2003 from the Air Force. Up until that time, you were not supposed to wear anything but blues, your Class A uniform, out in public. Wow. So you could not, you could stop for, for gas. That was one of the things if you need to fuel up or something going or coming from work. But you could not wear any greens or anything other than your Class A blues. That's all changed. Now, now they encourage people to get out in the public in uniform, whatever uniform of the day that might be. So I don't know. Is there a progression there? Yeah, now, the now trying. Well, I'm, I, hey, here it is. They're after the white Anglo-Saxon Protestant male. See you on Monday.